Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. Once again, we enter into a story taking place in the early 1900s, now focused on a woman returning to a town she once lived in. When we consider this story, we need to keep in mind that our main character had lived in this town, but is now returning in many ways to the perception of the people watching her from their porches, she is returning defeated. And I want us to keep in mind and focus on this idea that the perception of this woman and what these people are seeing and then thinking creates the narrative which they believe. So they are creating their own facts about her without ever hearing her story, without ever allowing her to explain herself. She left the town years ago in a fancy dress. She returns in dusty overalls. And that is all that these people sitting on these steps, these porches, can see. So they're drawing their own conclusion about who she is. And it's only when one of them, a friend of hers named Phoebe, pulls her aside, feeds her a meal, that the story truly begins. And we see the entire picture, which is Janie's life since she has left. And that's where the story takes off. The story starts with her telling the, the beginning of her story, goes through everything that occurs, and then wraps back up on that porch. This is part of our snapshot series. We're only going to be reviewing closely and in-depthly the first chapter. We'll also, because of the context of the first chapter, look at chapter two and three as well. But I want us to consistently focus on how the setting is, is an essential part of how we as readers absorb this novel. As we look into the description, the images and details that establish the tone that Zora Neale Hurston is trying to establish. She wants us to walk away from this scene understanding that this is a community that is expecting defeat. They are anticipating that whatever has occurred has been negative. Part of this is what we would consider human nature. People like the scandal. People like to indulge in other people's failures and miseries. But also we're talking about expectations here. The fact that this woman left years ago with some amount of money, searching for love, searching for peace, searching for an opportunity, but then returning by herself in worn-out overalls is all they need to see. They don't need to hear her story. But what we need to think about is once Janie is able to start telling her story, which we'll start talking about with chapter two and three, there's way more to everything, which is part of this idea of that perception and reality don't always match up and allowing someone to be defined by what they might look like, what they might be presenting just visually, is not enough. This story is, as we've talked about in class, is going to be an essential understanding of the Harlem Renaissance. Our author was not financially well off during her time, was not as nearly as celebrated as she should be, and she became much more celebrated 
after she passed away, particularly starting in the 1970s and on, where her voice became that that inspired many other female writers, particularly black writers, as they analyzed this time period. Race is always an essential part of stories from the Harlem Renaissance. But in this case, while it is an essential part of it, her experience, Janie's experience as a black woman in Florida, and then moving on from there to return as the story moves forward, we have to remember it impacts everything. We cannot say that it does not impact the way she interacts with other characters. We cannot say that it doesn't impact the end result, which we'll talk about in class, the trial which she finds herself a part of and the crime she's accused of. So her blackness is a massive part of who she is. And we cannot take that out of the story. But what is important about this story is that this is also a story that just is about the human condition. Her skin color, while is definitely important, this is just a story where her blackness is part of it. But the human condition is what this story is truly about. We have to look for that narrative. This is just characters going through what we have to assume is everyday trials and tribulations through love and community and lust and discovery. And when we think about this, we want to consider the fact that we are not necessarily looking at a story that is exploring the topic of race. Race is essential to understanding the character, but it does not define Janie. And I want us to remember that as we look at this first chapter into chapter two and chapter three, and as we look at the entirety of the plot, that the scope of race is present. But I want us to consider the fact that if we looked at this and we removed race, the behaviors of the characters within the story itself speak more about things that we all want. We want to feel loved. We want to understand ourselves through a relationship, a caring relationship with someone else. We're seeking companionship and community. And as much as we want to be self-reliant, there are times when we need others. And ultimately, we'll see ourselves, hopefully our best selves, in those who love us. So as we look at this text, let's consistently examine how it's evaluating the human condition, the role of the female voice, the role of race, the depiction of men and how they express themselves. And early on, just the description, the images and details used to establish the tone, showcasing the characters on the porch who are merely drawing conclusions of loss, and desperation from a woman who has been through so much, but that's, that's not enough to draw the conclusion of her life just from a distance. It's only through the conversation with Phoebe that we understand exactly what this woman's gone through and how this is not necessarily a tragedy, but a triumph and something to be celebrated.